to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of the eagle eye podcast just 48 hours after the draw against mazatlan and just a little bit uh over 24 hours before america ends up playing against cruz azul in the clasico joven so i'll give you guys quickly a recap and and my afterthoughts of the game against mazatlan then we'll get into the preview of what is america versus cruz azul in the clasico joven is another solo podcast for me uh but uh I'm going to try to keep it short and quick and straight to the point so that way we kind of wrap it all up and um, yeah, get you guys a preview for the upcoming Clásico and uh, well, let's just get started and talk about the mess that was Mazatlan at home. So when we last spoke about this game, uh, we covered it briefly, but we said that America needed to come into this game and kind of put all of the all of their mistakes in the past and really use this game as a catapult to give the team confidence and to kind of start building some traction. Uh, and unfortunately that wasn't the case for this one. America ended up obviously, as we all know, frustratingly drawing two to two. And I think you can just take a lot of what happened in this game and really just be baffled by it all. Really, truly. Uh, let, let, let's talk specifically the first half, right? America showed glimpses, and, and it feels like that's the narrative of this season. America shows glimpses of what they were in the past in, in like a spell of 25 minutes in where we dominated possession, we dominated gameplay, we had chances, and then the typical, we're in front of goal, we miss time and time and time again. I think Brian had himself two to three good chances where he, I, just, I remember one where he could have easily just tucked it away. and. Again, it, it, it feels like these mistakes haunt us and come back and, and they eventually end up biting us in the rear end. And that is why we get the results that we end up getting. So America had a good spell of about 25 minutes, right? And, and, and things look so well for America. We're looking dominant. We're looking great. And mind you, yes, I, I know this is Mazatlan, right? But they, they did have a couple of good games coming into this one. So they had some, some form to kind of, play off of but it just felt like america for the first 25 minutes looked good then boom mazatlan strike back they score a goal and i mean ultimately suck sucker punch us and now america's kind of thinking to themselves well what just happened right and let's talk about that goal because i think it's interesting that america looked so careless in the defensive side i think i think Israel Reyes plays a part igor lichinovsky 100 percent plays a part and there's just kind of no coverage there's no there's no talking between uh reyes and and and, uh, no excuse me not reyes juarez and uh chicote calderon i mean the mazatlan player just finds himself easily kind of playing in there and so 
it's a simple it's a simple finish enough for Mazatlan and the goal goes in and I, I think we're all thinking to ourselves no wait this is this is not how this game was intended to go and this is definitely uh, a goal against the run of play because America was the more dominant team America was pursuing the uh, the opening goal a lot more than Mazatlan Mazatlan was just doing what any other team has been doing whenever they do come to the Azteca and that is sit back hold tight defensively have a good structure and then try to uh to get us on the counter and and, and it worked perfectly to a t which is the most frustrating thing about it is anyone anyone could have told you how this game was going to end up going for america mazatlan yet america did nothing to kind of put themselves in a position of 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 being able to win this game because of their missed chances, because of the lack of intensity. It seems like, again, America doesn't get out of third gear. Everyone seems a little bit lazy. You know, we talk about tactics and we talk about these players and whether it's coaching uh, mishaps, whether it's the lack of player enthusiasm. And I think this game is a perfect example that it really truly is a mixture of both. You look at America and how they're playing against Mazatlan and just kind of, the lacklustrous performance. It seems like only a couple of players are trying to run at the defense. Other players are just walking. And it just, it, it baffles you because this is not the America that won the championship just two months ago. This is, this is an America that's far beyond what we uh, come to know from Jardine's side. So yeah, it was frustrating. America never really got back into the game until after in the second half when substitutions came in and, uh, you know, the intrusion and the inclusion of Diego Valdez and Javairo really kind of sparked some life into this America side. But prior to that, I mean, you saw Sendeja struggling. You saw uh, players like Quinones struggling. Henry was just in no man's land for the longest. He, he seemed to just be frustrated throughout the night. So, yeah, it wasn't a pretty game. And, and and you felt that there was a chance for America to revert everything in the second half. And, then, and it looked like it was going to be the case, right? As I mentioned, the substitutions came in. It gave a, a new dynamic to the team. It felt like there was kind of some fresh legs, some new ideas, some creativity going. Javairo looked outstanding, right? I, I know he didn't have this best performance against Pachuca. Again, second game as a starter, but really comes in as an impact sub straight from 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 halftime and starts taking on players. I still think he looks a little bit slow for my liking, um, which says a lot about the Mazatlan players and and, and their speed. If Javida was able to take him on the way that he did, but I think he's going to be a much more prolific player from us. You just got to give him a little bit more time to adapt to everything, really. Like like Chris mentioned in in the last podcast, right? Everything that has to come uh, when when talking about adjusting to a new city, to new teammates, to new styles, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, Javairo looked amazing. Diego Valdez, again, injecting some life into this America side. And I think I was talking to the guys uh, uh, while the game was progressing and, and a little bit afterwards, I think the next day too, we were all in discussion and talking about how this this side looks a lot more different with Diego Valdez. And I think it it plays off Diego Valdez. And look, Diego Valdez has not been the best number 10 for the past couple of games that he has been featuring. But in this game specifically, he was kind of changing the face of the game and, and kind of changing the tempo and, and really brought some life and energy and a little bit of creativity that this America side desperately needed. And you kind of saw that, right? And America ends up scoring the goal and we tie things up. And now you think, okay, things start shifting, kind of momentum starting to go the other way. 
I think now you're thinking Mazatlan's probably like, okay, you know, get ready for kind of the wave of, of America attack. And it just completely was non-existent. What we were all expecting never happened. America looked flat again in moments and, and it wasn't until against Mazatlan got us on the counter, which again, like two defensive mistakes that just absolutely cost us. And, and at the center of it all is Igor. I, I have no justification. I have no idea as to what he was thinking in that second goal. Why was he so far out wide? Why was he covering space that the right back usually needs to cover? It, it makes no sense whatsoever, right? So it's, it's frustrating on that uh, aspect that Igor just did not cover the space and left the biggest gap in the world. Uh, unfortunately, Malagón slips, isn't able to cover that. And then, of course, after that, Mazatlan scores, and you're thinking, well, now we're back at stage one, back to the drawing board. It's frustrating because you really thought the tide was going to turn and eventually America was going to score two, three, maybe even four goals. But it wasn't the case again. And, and I feel like it's just a broken record at this point, trying to signal all these mistakes and everything from the defense to the creative, uh, the creativity from, from our attacking players. And it wasn't again until America found that late equalizer. It's not too late, but it was around the 70th, 77th minute, I want to say. Um, I'm trying to look it up right now as, I, as I'm speaking into the microphone. But yes, it was the 75th minute of the match. Henry Martin scores his second. Great pass from Capacita and even better finish from Henry Martin just kind of improvising there. But you felt like, okay, 15 more minutes. Does America have enough in them to get that third goal? I honestly did not think that. I thought we were going to settle for a draw. Unfortunately, that was the case. But I never really felt like Dominica was going to be able to find that third goal. Masatana, again, doing a very good job defensively, closing down our spaces. And you saw how much we struggled, you know? And, and, and again, it's one of those things where you're just looking at this and thinking, why? Why is it that we aren't producing the magic that we were doing last week and, and and i know that there's a lot to kind of consider here right the fact that these games have been coming thick and fast for america the injuries the rotations that have to do because of this right we haven't really had a start in 11 and i think i was talking to this with dylan about it is the fact that there is no consistency there's no way to build traction there's no way to build form there's no way to build kind of anything tangible for america because of all of this stuff right and and some of it unfortunately is out of the manager's control others is definitely with him i mean he took out henry martin when looking for that last goal brought in Elian, and really the game kind of died at that moment really there was a sense of like okay nothing's gonna happen at this point now right julian quinones was off at that point um like i mentioned henry getting subbed off and now you thought well, really, what do we have left to offer, right? I know Capacito was playing out wide, so uh, I don't really think he was going to be a viable option. Javido, again, great, but I didn't think he was going to be that prolific in front of goal. And Alien, we know what Alien's producing, and, and unfortunately, it's been little to none. So, yeah, it was devastating. It was frustrating. And America ended up walking away with uh, with nothing but a draw. Two points dropped. And it feels like, again, the same narrative continues to unfold in front of us. And that is that, is that America has companies. 
there's no way around it. And and this is what we mentioned at the beginning of the season is that America cannot fall into kind of these stereotypical, oh, you just won a championship, then you start getting lazy and, and then, you know, you start trying to find a way up. And that's, that, that just can't be the case. Look, I would understand that America's dip in form in the league was justifiable if and only if we had blown Raleselli out of the water in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. But the reality is that we stumbled over the finish line and barely made it. So it wasn't like we were this stellar team that 100% put all their chips into the CONCACAF Champions Cup because we had a poor performance away in Nicaragua and then we had a barely manageable result at home, quote-unquote at home, back in, in the second leg. So. There's no justification on either portion, right? Your 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 form is terrible in the league, and that dip isn't justified because your form in the Champions uh, Champions Cup isn't any better. And it was against a much weaker opponent than you faced than you have faced in the league. So again, it's 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 difficult to try to kind of grab anything. There's no tangible argument to kind of spin a positive outlook on this america side right the reality is we have communities and there's just no way about it but we need to focus on getting better we need to focus on kind of finding some form finding some consistency and build upon that and hopefully hopefully this week uh it starts off with a result a good result against cruz azul and then of course hopefully it just goes on from there because like i mentioned the games are coming thick and fast and America's kind of in the eye of the storm at the moment because we're coming up against some very good, tough opponents, right? You have Cruz Azul, who are just dominating the league right now. You're going up against Tigres, a very good rival. Then you have your Clásicos, right? You're going up against Chivas three times. You have these midweek games. You have Atlas. Like, it's just a lot to kind of wrap yourself around and think, okay, well, what is it that we need to do? Um, and we need to start winning. We need to start winning. We need to start getting some points. We need to start getting some confidence. And we need to start scoring some goals. Simple as that, you know? So we'll see what happens. But yeah, unfortunately, America ends up uh, drawing this game against Mazatlan, which feels very much uh, a, a loss. But uh, we'll see if Halene is able to kind of, you know, jumpstart this America again like he did last season when he was kind of on the hot seat. And and then I saw on Twitter, right, the correlations of like kind of the around the same period where America was in a rut and then he was able to turn it around and kind of said that he needed the the fans support and, and, and the patience of them as well. And he kind of said the same thing similar to that against Mazatlan afterwards. He kind of mentioned, right, that he needs the fan support, that they're going to turn it around, that they have good quality players and that they just kind of need to get them all back in and and. and get them back into the swing of things and things are going to turn around and all he really needs from the fans is just their support. And so we'll see, we'll see whether or not he's able to turn around because I'm, I'm not the only Americanista that is, that is uh, frustrated. And there's many, many Americanistas that are wearing thin on Harine and his results. Not saying that he's going to get sacked, but there has to be some, uh, some actions that need to be taken. And hopefully he, he does. Hopefully he does. Um, but all right, let's uh, let's move away from Mazatlan and let's talk Cruz Azul, right? It's a quick turnaround, actually. I mean, two games two games of rest, quote-unquote, and then boom, right back into the thick of it. So 
this game is going to be America's toughest game so far this season, right? You're going up against a Cruz Azul side that is really strong and that's making life very, very much so uh, difficult. So uh, let's see what that is going to look like for America. So coming into this one, I expect a full studded start in 11. Kind of similar to what you saw against Mazatlan. And I, I, I know that much that very much worries a lot of us because if we weren't able to get a result against Mazatlan, what is our best starting 11 going to look like against Cruz Azul, who is tearing it up right now? So um, my particular starting 11, of course, Malagón in goal. Um, I, I do think that they're going to put in Kevin Alvarez again. I don't know if that's the right move to make. Of course, he's still very much looming with that injury. Um, he's not found his best form because of that. So I, I don't know if, you know, do you play him? Do you play Israel Reyes, who did not have a good game at right back? Like, how do you, how do you fix that issue? And at the moment, I don't think you can. So if the, if the team deems it fit and sees that he's good enough, then I think Kevin starts. And your center back partnership, I think, is going to be um, Igor and Cáceres. Cáceres should be returning from injury. Um, I know a lot of you maybe want to see Igor get benched, especially after that result, but I, I, I do think that Cáceres brings the best out in Igor. So, it's not to say that Ramon Juárez did, had anything to do with Igor's performance on, on Wednesday, but I do think that they Igor and Cáceres work better off of each other, and hopefully we get a much better game from Igor because of that. And then, on the left-hand side, I think Chicote Calderon has been struggling in the past couple of games to kind of support on the attacking side of things. And so because of that, I'm going to put Luis Fuentes. I think he's going to add something a little bit more than what we uh, than what we've seen in recent games. And then in the midfield, of course, the duo that is Jonathan Santos and Alvaro Fidalgo. No explaining uh, why those guys are in. And then at the camp spot, they should be fit 100% to go. He should be ready. So that's great news. On the right-hand side, I know, I know the Sendeja topic has been uh, quite a hot debate all over on Twitter. And even in our own group chat, we, we all tend to kind of draw straws at the fact that, you know, is Sendeja good enough to start to continue to be a starter? Is it too soon to start Javido? Like, where do you kind of fit into all of this? And so I think that Javido performed well against Mazatlan. And I think because of that, I think Harinet's um, looking at this and thinking, okay, maybe we give him another shot at being a starter. There's no traveling that needs to be done. He's still here a couple more days to kind of adapt and acclimate to everything. So I think Javido starts on the right-hand side. On the left-hand side, Brian Rodriguez probably won't start. I know that may be a shocker. I think it's going to be Cabecitas. And then, of course, up top, Henry Martin. So that means Quinones sees the bench, which is probably huge. Um, and then, of course, that means Sendejas as well. And, of course, Brian. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Quinones ends up going to the left-hand side and then Cabecitas also sees the bench. But I just think right now, form-wise, Cabecitas just edges just a bit over Brian and just a bit over um, Quinones just because of the performance he put in against uh, Mazatlan. So that is my starting 11. And we'll see. We'll see whether or not this team is capable of getting a, a, a performance done. I know a lot of us are coming into this one, not necessarily scared, because I don't think any of us are ever scared of Cruz Azul, but I do think we're coming into this one and we're thinking, okay, what is what is it going to take for America to walk away with three points, right? And I think that's the result America needs to look for. I don't think they can settle for another draw. Really, you can't, because at that point, the fan base is going to start even being more um, 
more demanding and more frustrated at 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 the lack of results. So I I do think America needs to win here. It's not to say that it's impossible, you know. I, I know Cruz Azul is playing well. I know that they've coming off a pretty good performance against uh, Leon and 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 previous games as well. So it's not an easy task, but I think it's I, I think these type of games are perfect to try to bring out the best in these players, right? We know Henry loves himself a goal in the Clásico. We know that you know w- what this could mean for Cabecitas if he does get to start. Um, and, and maybe it brings out the best in Diego Valdez and in, in Fidalgo and all those, all these other players that kind of are lacking a little bit that are playing at sixes and maybe sevens at most. So I don't know. I, I, I want to see a much, much more better performance from, from these players and from Jardines' perspective. I want him to kind of plan this game out in a way that, okay, America is going to go and perform and, and, and attack and not be so reckless not just in the defense side of things, but also in in uh, in, a, in the attacking. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see whether or not Harine plans this out perfectly. But the one positive note that I want all Americanistas to take away from this is that we're finally going up against a rival that most likely isn't going to sit back. It's, it's most likely going to try to take the game to us. And that should be music to our ears. And, and I say that because... These past couple of games, we've gone up against teams that have desperately just tried to sit back and get us on the counter and, you know, try to get a draw, try to get these points a little bit here and there. But when we go up against teams that kind of go toe for toe, they offer an opportunity for us to exploit spaces. They offer opportunity for us to kind of go and and try to go toe to toe. And, and, and I think that's what America likes, because when you go 1v1 with us, we usually tend to kind of be the one on top. So, again, let's see what happens. It should be an interesting game. I do expect for America to have a little bit more space. And if we can control the game, dictate the tempo, have most of the ball possession, then I think that this could be a very good game for America, right? But, of course, players are going to need to step up. I'm talking about Fidalgo. I'm talking about Jonah and that midfield kind of locking it down. Diego Valdez needs to be the key player in this match to unlock the attack. So that means, you know, if it, it means playing off of him, it means him kind of threading the ball into these spaces and finding Javido running into it, finding either Quinones or, or Cabecita running into the spaces and, and, and Henry, you know, who I think is going to be pivotal as well to kind of unlock the best part of Diego Valdez. So I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I just hope that we get the best performance out of out of these players and i hope that we also get the best kind of you know end result which hopefully will be that uh america walks away with all three points so my prediction for this game is going to be america two and that's a little bit of a stretch and cruz azul one i'm trying to be optimistic here and i know that's never really panned out for me but I'm trying to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and think, okay, if, if, if America can fire at all cylinders, we're going up against a team that isn't really going to sit back, then maybe, just maybe, we can find a way to exploit Cruz Azul and get the three points and kind of kickstart the season and, and kind of go into overdrive here. Because like I mentioned, the games are coming thick and fast. They're going to be against difficult opponents. We have a lot of traveling to do. Uh, it, it's it's just, I know it's a lot of minutes for these players, but really we're in the eye of the storm and they need to kind of just kind of go through the motions and put in their best foot forward to kind of get the three points and the results and the victories. Because like I mentioned, it's 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 pivotal in a point in the season. And so 
I just hope we can uh, we can get the best out of all these players, really. So we'll see whether or not that happens. Um, but that pretty much does it for me. Uh, it's a quick episode. Just kind of wanted to give you guys my inputs, my thoughts, and then kind of go from there and see what happens. But yeah, America going up against uh, Cruz Azul Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Uh, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter. We'll keep you guys up to date with everything going on in the world of Las Aguilas de la America. Um, and then, of course, stay tuned for this week's uh, next week on Monday's special uh, podcast episode as well. we're going to be diving into the stock market of Las Aguilas de la America, explaining everything that is, uh, you know, the stock market, the prices, the, the, the information, the misinformation, all that good stuff. You guys be able to get get caught up with everything and what this means for America and what this means for you as a fan as well. So excited for that. And hopefully you guys enjoy that episode as we will be recording that on Sunday and dropping it on Monday. Well, with that said, you guys have a wonderful time. Take care. And as always, Arriba la America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.